All right, fellas, thanks for joining the podcast, uh, Sports Fanatic Podcast. We're going to kind of roll this out. This is our first episode and kind of get the ball rolling, introduce ourselves, uh, you know, let you guys know who we are, uh, why we decided to do this. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about a couple of things here on the first episode that are pretty hot topics right now. So um, you guys can go ahead. Uh, Tyler, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. So uh, <clears throat> Tyler Smith. Uh, on Twitter, underscore, underscore, Tyler Smith. Uh, started the podcast, really, is a spur of the moment thing. I text Connor one day, hey, let's start a podcast. Things kind of got rolling, and that's where we're at right now. Excited to be on this with you guys. Yep. Mark. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Chris Castellani. I've been uh, following both these guys for a minute. I mean, uh, especially uh, Connor. And uh, it was, it was, yeah, like you said, kind of spur of the moment, just something that came about, and I was really excited for it. Um, you know, anytime I get an opportunity to talk sports on any, on any platform, uh, it's something I look forward to, and I've been looking forward to this quite a bit. Yep, thanks, Chris. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Connor Looker, uh, running the Hot Stove Stats account on Twitter, at Hot Stove Stats. I uh, really love talking about baseball. I mean, that's my main topic, but, you know, really knowledgeable in all sports, you know, baseball, football, basketball, whatever whatever it is, I enjoy talking about it. So um, that's going to be the main focus here. Um, we're not just going to focus on one sport. We're just going to be talking about, you know, whatever we want to um, and, and just uh, kind of enjoy the moment. So. So uh, I guess a big topic, you know, that um, kind of heated up last night is the retirement of Andrew Luck. Um, I know that's really shook, shook up the uh, sports world, especially the football world. So, um, you know, I know Smitty is a big Colts fan, as I as um, am I, because I'm from Indiana. So, uh, Smitty, go ahead and with your, you know, your first initial thoughts when you saw that news come across. Oh, God, it was a punch below the belt. Uh was sitting in my living room with a couple of guys. Uh, we had a cookout sort of thing for the college football game, you know, and we're actually talking about how excited we were for the season. Uh, we were talking about ideas with Brissett. It was just really, really weird. And about an hour later, I get told by one of my friends to my left, hey, did you see Andrew Luck? Uh, did you see the uh, notification for Andrew Luck retiring? And I'm like, oh, no, no, you got to be kidding me. So I'm like – you know, whatever. So I look at it and about three seconds later at the bottom of the ESPN ticker during the football game, Andrew Luck retires from the NFL. I mean, oh my God. I just couldn't describe the amount of, I, I just, it's still difficult to fully express what I felt as a fan. Uh, yeah. I, it, weird it's just weird i don't know how to describe it not a lot of words to kind of describe it you know it's fresh news so kind of have to let it settle before you have a really good definitive answer but uh i mean what what would you think chris when you saw that well i mean this is this is definitely a topic i'm glad that this is this came about right before we did our first show because i know you guys are both colts fans and as somebody who's an nfl fan and and an andrew luck fan but also kind of an outsider to this uh, I found the response to be interesting. I mean, it, the timing of it is so strange because I, I, and I don't know if you guys will agree with this. I think yeah. you do, yep. but uh, 
if if you would have done this last year at oh this God. point, uh, if you would have done this last year at this point, I think uh, it wouldn't have been nearly as much of a surprise because I think we all would have felt like perhaps he just didn't feel comfortable at all uh, with his health, didn't feel comfortable coming back from injuries. But it seemed like he had weathered what had been a, a really brutal storm over the last two years. Like he was finally healthy uh, and had a tremendous season a year ago. It seems like as much as the physical, as much of a, a physical toll as the game of football will take, uh, it seemed like this was more of a mental decision. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. being being injured uh, didn't help that at all. But the the mental toll that it takes to rehab and to to come back from injury, uh, it, I'm sure it takes a lot out of you. And it seemed like he just didn't love the game as much anymore. And as frust- and it's a, it's a strange situation. Uh, I'm I fall kind of somewhere in the middle. I know there's a lot of people who uh, are defending him, ex- you know, just to the death, and I get that. Um, I, but as somebody who's a diehard sports fan uh, and who is a you know a diehard fan of of certain teams, if trying to put myself in that position, I understand the frustration by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that this is something that uh, it, I think people are very surprised and understandably so. But over time, I think people are going to – people who have strong opinions about this are going to kind of become less and less angry about it. Um, but it is it is a major surprise for sure. Yeah, I do agree. I think when the news came across, the biggest thing to me that may have bugged me was maybe the timing. I, I think yeah. the timing was very, very off. Um, now, with, with a lot of things like this, you can't really script it. You can't – there's never really a good time. But I think – sometimes there's a little bit better time than what he had. Um, outside of that, I think all the reasons he had in his press conference were, um, you know, were the right reasons. Um, but, it, yeah, it's really a shame that someone – and I was talking to Smitty about this. You know, as a quarterback, he took some of the most brutal punishment out of that position that I think I've ever seen from any other quarterback. Cam Newton, maybe. Cam Newton, maybe. I mean, RG3, you could say. Maybe Russell Wilson gets thrown to the wolves quite often too. I in yeah. to piggyback off of the timing, Chris, I, you said a year ago. I was when Connor and I were talking. I said if you do it three months ago, when the draft is rolling around, when free agency's stirring up, maybe it's a little more tolerable. But the fact that the regular season's about two weeks away, it was just such a. It was just there's just something about that that just left a really sour taste in my mouth. I mean. The only thing that I think that I think the best thing to compare it to as far as the timing of it all, you're a Lions fan. I mean, Calvin Johnson up and retiring. I mean, that was that was shocking. But I think at this level, I think it's even more shocking given that it was a quarterback of his stature. I, but no, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. And the thing there have been there have been whispers about Calvin potentially retiring uh you know beforehand uh and so it wasn't while it was a surprise it wasn't necessarily a shock Mm. um when he decided to call it quits um this one like i said because he had had such luck i'm talking about now it had such a tremendous season a year ago uh it seemed like he was he was ready to come back at full force and yeah I, i it's it's tough for a player in that position uh, because you 
you want to say, obviously, as a fan, like it would have been much better for the organization uh, if he would have, you know, chosen to retire uh, a couple months ago. But at the end of the day, you know, he clearly didn't know. And and as as brutal as it might look like now, I think in the long run, um, it could it could turn out for the better. Maybe not this season, but for the future, because you don't want a guy in your team who's not into it, who's not going to give 100 percent, who doesn't have that love for the game anymore. And so the fact that he called it quits before the season, uh, Jacoby Brissett, at least for a one year thing, I think is a capable backup. I I don't expect them to be in the playoffs or anything, but uh, it's it's shocking. But I think that this was this was a calculated decision. And I will to spin off of that, too. Yes, we can kind of compare it to the Calvin Johnson situation, but you have to remember that that those Lions teams were so bad. Correct. That it, it's very hard to play for a team like that. Uh, I, we're talking about a Colts team that is a Super Bowl contender with Andrew Luck under center, and it's just really it's a really hard pill to swallow, um, knowing that he's not going to be playing for them anymore. So, uh, different situations, I would definitely say. Um, you know, we we kind of mentioned that you know his love for the game may have went out the window. Um, I do kind of argue that a little bit. I think a lot of the injuries and, you know, having to go through all that rehab really messes you, messes with you mentally. Um, so it, it is really hard. And we don't really see that from our standpoint because we've never, you know, played professional sports. But, you know, it's very tough to go through that. Yeah. You, now, the one question I have for you guys, and this is kind of something that immediately came to my head last night. Do you think that this is it for him? Do you think that this actually no? I mean, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I know his father's involved with the XFL, and the first thing that came to my mind, like, oh my god, what if he goes to the XFL on his return? And I know Jim Irsay hinted at potentially a comeback, or he made like some comment to that effect with Tiger Woods' comeback. He mentioned Michael Jordan's comeback. And although I guess he could come back, I think that there's just something that sits with me that just says if he comes back, I don't know if it's in an NFL uniform. That's just what I think. I would have to say um, I've got two sides to this. Um, You you know, he went to Stanford. He's a very smart guy. Uh, I think he has a degree in like architecture, maybe. Architectural Um, engineering or something like that. He's a very different guy. Um, You know, he was never on social media. Uh, very smart. I, I just think with a kid on the way, I think he looked at everything and said, you know, I want to be around and I want to remember everything with this kid. Part of me says with all of that going into play, I don't think he'll ever play again. Um, then again, you know, I was talking to my dad today, the $25 million that the Colts could have recouped from him, they allowed him to keep. Mm-hmm. And yes, that might be a gesture because of how great of a guy luck is. Um, I tend to think that, you know, maybe there's that glimmer of hope he does come back and play for them again. That was their gesture saying, hey, keep the $25 million. If you ever want to come back again, you know, that was our gesture to you. Um, that's kind of my thought on the money that he was able to keep. So, No, I get that for sure. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me, uh, especially because I just – I remember, and obviously it's a different situation, but, you know, when Brett Favre retired, I'm talking the first mm-hmm. time now, mm-hmm. um, the, it, w- it was a surprise there because he had been coming, he was coming off of a tremendous year and even instantly, um, 
people there, there were kind of that speculation that he could come back at some point. I feel that way now. Um, I, I think that he, he, Luck was talking so much about rehabbing and and how much that sucked, and that he kind of you know lost. Not I, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but kind of lost his passion for it. I think with a year away from the game, uh, when you, when you are still you know by quarterback terms, you know fairly young. Uh, if that I could, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that hunger came back, and he and he wanted to give it one more run, uh, you know, for a few more seasons. It, it, this is this is not a storyline I see going away anytime soon, honestly. Right, um, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of working off the lux, the whole luck situation, you know. And Smitty's going to disagree with me here because we've talked about it a little bit. Um, so injuries happen; they're going to happen to every player, you know, some more than others. Just depends on the situation you're in. Um, I, I do I, my me myself put a lot of weight on the Grigson era era, and I do I do blame that era quite a bit for the. the oh, I don't I don't not blame that era, but I think that so much has been corrected to where it's so difficult to work back to that. I that's, I believe that. I, I think within the last year, though, once um you know the last couple of years they've really restructured the whole team to where it's a Super Bowl contender. But, you know, luck had been in the league for four or five years before that where they really started to try. Um, and he had he had taken the toll from all the injuries already up to that point where I think, you know, and I was reading that article um, from Warren Sharp. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Um, but, you know, he's saying in his article today about luck, you know, in 2014, uh, they were the second least expensive offense and the fifth most expensive defense. And, and the Grigson, defense was still putrid. But... Right, and Grixon would continue to do that. You know, in 2015, it, they had the most expensive defense, but the fourth least expensive offense. Um, just little things like that. You know, they refused to draft offensive linemen, technically. Um, it says here, Grixon drafted a total of three offensive linemen before the seventh round. Uh, Heath Orton... Um, Holmes and then Mihort, if I'm saying that right. Yeah, um, Mihort. So I mean, obviously they didn't pan out. You can't really. Didn't Gregson draft Ryan Kelly though, the starting center? I'm pretty sure he did. Not sure. It just says these three, uh, according to uh, Sharp. But anyway, that, that's my biggest thing. You know, they, they never really put a a decent offensive lineman or offensive line in front of him. I feel like, and you know, obviously the way he plays. Um, you know, attributed to a lot of the injuries he had, but but yeah, that's just kind of my side to things. I really think that they really dropped the ball with the whole luck era. Well, I think that there was a lot left in the luck era, but it got discontinued prematurely. Right. But yep, I agree. Just me. Yeah. yeah, I don't really have much else, much more else to say about it. I mean, you guys are situation, um, you know, being Colts fans, it's uh, it's shocking. Um, I I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility that he'll come back. But either way, uh, a remarkable talent. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, generation generational talent that you know just kind of you play that what if card. You know, you know what if he didn't get hurt? You know, he's on a Hall of Fame track. And all of those things and definitely in a position to maybe win a Super Bowl or two with the Colts. And you just play that what if card, like, you know, what if he was healthy, you know,
Okay, so we can uh, maybe transition into another topic. You know, a big topic that I had this week uh, was Players Weekend. Chris, I know you're familiar with that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Smitty, I know you, you know what it is too. But, you know, they came out with this, what, probably a couple of years ago, Chris? Um, yeah. Started doing the Players Weekend, really trying to promote the game, um, allowing, you know, the players to wear nicknames on the back of their jersey and wearing, you know, different style of jerseys, so. Um, I guess, Chris and Smitty, from your standpoint, what do you think about it this year? Uh, I'll go first on this one. I mean, I I love the idea. I think it's a lot of fun. I think that uh, it's good for the game, promotes the game. I think it's it's really cool when um, you know these uh, when they release kind of what what the back of everyone's jerseys are going to say. I think it's unique. I think it's cool. I think there's no other sport where you could do this, which is why I think it's so good for baseball specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, they, this year, uh, they, they completely boofed. I, I mean, the, the uniforms um, are terrible. Uh, I, the decision to make everything black and white, it was just baffling to me. I, it was like some intern came up with that and they just didn't, <laughs> they didn't go through with like a second, uh, you know, a second opinion, uh, which is too bad. And I, I had a friend who brought this up to me. It's just like, if somebody were to do something, uh, historical this weekend, you know, hit, you know, hit three home runs or hit first cycle or, uh, you know, either way, somebody were to throw a perfect game. It would just be, it would look so silly right. playing in those ridiculous uniforms, uh, especially the white ones, obviously, cause you can't see the back of the, uh, the back of the the jerseys, you can't see the numbers, can't see even the nicknames. So, um, that part of it is a disaster. I I really do hope this doesn't prevent them from continuing to do it in the future because it's it's a quick fix. And this is the first time in the three years they've done it that um, the uniforms have been an issue. Right. Yeah, Smitty, what do you think about the whole weekend? Um, you know, I have a difficult time with baseball because I I. I mean, it's America's pastime, but I find I find it interesting how difficult it is to market it to the younger generation. Right. So I think that I think that moves like this, like Chris said, I think that the idea fits. But I mean, I think they have to do something to appeal to the younger generation and make it more of a fun and exciting sport, I guess I would say. Because I think that it does lack a lot of the the flair that other sports have. Because, I mean, the, the NBA, I mean, they always have the drama. The NFL, there's always some drama. But baseball, even when there is a little bit of drama, I mean, it you just don't hear of it. I mean, it, so I guess if there's one thing that they can do to set themselves apart, I mean, I think that they have to try it. I thought it was interesting with the all-whites and the all-black uniforms. It kind of reminded me of the color rush with the NFL. So, I mean, yeah. I guess that's the one thing that I guess that kind of stood out to me. But you know, that's, the, that's all I got on that. I, I did not like what they did this year with the jerseys. With that being said, I think it is a great marketing tool that they've that they've done. Because the, the past two years, they did a really good job with it. Um, I guess the biggest thing, and it's, it's a small thing for me, 
Um, so I was at PNC Park last night for the Pirates and Reds game. If they're going to promote the nicknames on the back of the jersey, which is, you know, pretty much what Players Weekend is. Yeah. They do not put it up on the video board. They don't put the nicknames. They just put the players first and last name. So, you know, if you're going to try to appeal to the kids with the emojis on the back of the jersey or the nicknames that the kids like, why would you not put it up on the video board? Because if you're more than 10 rows deep in the stands, you cannot see the names on the jerseys anyway. Um, So that was a big gripe for me. And, you know, it's something small, but those small things start to add up to big things and really start to change the perception of fans. So, yeah. Something I noticed, um, but all in all, I mean, it's a good marketing tool. The jerseys were terrible. Um, you know, that you said the color rush. The past two years, the co- the jersey's been just outrageous with the colors, and I liked it. Um, yeah, you know, I had a lot of good um, jerseys last year. So I don't know. I'm sure they'll come up with something. I'd like to see them, you know, maybe come up with three different styles. And I know it's called Players Weekend, but maybe let the fans vote for three of them, or like which one they want or come up with three styles and let the players choose. So, I don't know. That's kind of my take on it. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, players weekend. You know, it's fun to be there. Um, you know, it's just the black and white jerseys just kind of kill it for you. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, as far as topics, you guys want to talk about anything else tonight? Or, um, you know, it's kind of a short one, but we're just kind of getting started and, yeah, no, it's, I think that's good for the first one. I mean, figuring things out. So things are things are picking up. We got college football starting. Yes, significantly next week. That's gonna be fun. Yep. So we can probably roll something out for an episode. Talk about like you know who we think is gonna be in the final four. Um, you know the playoffs for the college football, and you know before we know it, college basketball is gonna be starting up too. Um, so that's yeah, gonna be a topic right, of discussion. Right. You know, NFL obviously starts up here very soon. Um, so we're going to have a lot of things, you know, playoff baseball. You know, once fall rolls around, it's a lot of things going on. So, yeah. So bringing this back, Chris, I know you said you don't know if there'll be a playoff team. Connor, do you think the Colts still have the roster to make the playoffs with Brissett? You know, they have a good they have a good all-around team. Defensively, they're very good. Um, they still have the best offensive line in the league, I believe. Um you know, the way the league is nowadays, the quarterback runs. I mean, it's a it's a passing league. So, I don't know. I, I mean, I could see him winning like eight or nine games um, and, you know, maybe sneaking in the playoffs. But I, I just don't know. With everything going on, you have to take in a, into consideration the news that just broke. So, they're going into the, you know, week one. You know, how far away is week one? Like two weeks away? Yeah, and you know, this is fresh news. They have to change everything around. They don't have luck. well. You do say change everything around, but he hasn't been there all off season. That's like, true. They kind of they somewhat assume that maybe he wouldn't play week one. So you know, Brissett is ready. I would assume uh, to take on that role. Um, I, I just don't know how good they're going to be overall. I, I, mm-hmm. I'd say eight or nine wins. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I. A major NFL expert, I, I just, I, I think the the toll that this takes on a team just a couple weeks before the season, I, I would probably say somewhere between six and eight wins. Uh, they won't be awful because like I know there is a lot of talent still on that roster, but you lose a weapon like that, and mm-hmm. I mean that's, uh, that's a major blow. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's no no doubt about that. That's, I guess, you asked the question, but what's your thoughts on the team now that Luck's not going to be a part of it? You know, I'm I'm an optimist because one, I'm biased. It's my team, but I told you earlier that I mean, in 2016, Luck all but said he flirted with retirement during his stretch of having to miss the whole season unless I interpreted it incorrectly but but with Ballard I think Ballard is probably the best general manager in the NFL right now and he immediately sought out Jacoby Brissett from New England I mean did Ballard know that he was flirting with retirement and if so was Jacoby the successor to the throne and he was going to be a part of the rebuild I don't know I mean in my opinion I think that he might have been and I also don't think that you turn down several lucrative trade packages for a guy that you envisioned and only got to be a backup quarterback. But I think that ba- I think that Ballard has had a plan. I think he always has a plan. I think I think with the weapons around Brissett, the defense and the offensive line, and you got to remember Frank Reich was a part of the coaching staff that Nick Foles won a Super Bowl with. So I I think that there's a lot there. I mean, of course, I want to say limp into the playoffs, but like I said, I'm an optimist and biased. So, right, of course. Yeah. Well, I've had some good discussions, you know, on, on the luck situa- situation and obviously uh, players weekend a little bit um, for baseball. So, um, you know, good discussion for our first uh, first podcast and uh, look forward to a lot of the others. You know, I appreciate, you know, anybody that's uh, – tuned in to listen appreciate you listening and uh you know we're gonna be doing quite a bit here so hopefully bring enough uh good content and uh, i know we've got a uh me and you know two good guys here that know a lot about what they're talking about so um appreciate you guys hopping on here and i look forward to uh you know more episodes with you guys you, you want to plug social social media real quick of course yeah go ahead yeah, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. There you'll find links to my YouTube page, my Snapchat, uh, the whole nine yards. So please uh, follow me there. Appreciate it. Connor, are you up or am I up? <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Uh, just I'm only on Twitter, uh, so underscore, underscore Tyler Smith. And I'm pretty sure my header still says co-host of – Sportsman Addicts podcast, so you'll know when you found me. There you go. You can uh, go follow me. I'm at Hot Stove Stats. Um, you know, tweet a lot about baseball and uh, stats of that sort. So I'm, I'm on there, and uh, you know, come follow us and uh, enjoy the podcast. <laughs>